This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction. This is your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world, along with tips and strategies for maximizing your career in tech. We also bring you interviews with the leading women in the tech industry, talk to youth who are rapidly building their tech knowledge, and review business solutions that will give you insights on how technology is solving business problems. Now, here's your host, Jennifer Didier. Welcome, and thank you for joining me on Tech in the Right Direction. I'm your host, Jennifer Didier, President and CEO of Directions Training. Each week, we talk with industry experts about technology trends that are emerging and changing businesses today, the career journey of IT professionals, understanding the world of women in tech, as well as talking to our youth that are rapidly building their technology skill sets. We also review case studies that provide insight into how technology is solving business and world problems. I'm excited about our guest today, so let's get moving in the right direction. This week in our Tech Careers segment, I will be talking with Stephanie Cortez. Stephanie is an IT director who has worked in a technology role for 10 years. She is a born in the cloud technology professional who specializes in collaboration and business automation. Creating operational efficiencies through technology is her passion. Throughout her career, she has been fortunate to mentor young technology professionals and is also very passionate about the women in technology movement. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. So let's get started. Can you share with us a little bit about your career path in technology? Sure. So I, I really was fortunate early on uh, before I even worked in technology to get exposed to a couple of like hot tech trends back in the day. So I worked at, in an operations role, an operations manager role, and we were rolling out our very first voice telephone system. So this was really like right when voice kind of hit the scene. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to really be involved in that whole telecom processing, from porting to setting up the devices. And then I really just found some great tech support people that actually, like, trained me on how to ask the right questions. So it was like I needed XYZ, you know, and so I submitted a ticket, and they'd actually call me and be like, that's great, but here's the correct way to ask that. So oh, I really great. just got started, you know, kind of young and just kind of like learning the ropes and learning how to talk tech. And then I got the opportunity to actually help with an exchange server to, before Office 365 was a business productivity suite. And so that's actually how I really got a foothold into the cloud services for Office 365. That's great. Um, So... Did you always know you liked technology or what was like your intro into the path where you said, wow, I really love this stuff? So I actually studied fashion merchandising in college. (laughs) Nothing tech related at all. Like that really was what I thought my passion would be. And then as, as, you know, as you grow up, you got to pay bills, you get different positions. I just found that I was kind of navigated towards things that were like telecom or tech related. And I, I don't, I was good at it, right? There were some things that you do that just kind of click. 
And I kind of found that that's where I excelled. And then I saw the immediate impact I could have to, you know, to users in a business. And that's really where my passion came from, is to helping people achieve more through technology. So that really like lit my spark of like, oh, I can add value here and it's something I'm good at. Let me learn more about it. That's great. And so, you know, having that spark, that passion, but also using technology to solve problems gives you so much fulfillment. And, um, you know, it was great that you started out at a young age and you are, you know, an IT director, which is very impressive. Um, but, you know, the tech industry has so is such a competitive job market and there's huge demand for technology skills. There's obviously a big gap in technology skills and there's lots of new roles coming out. So what can you do to really set yourself apart from other candidates? What do you do to stay relevant? What do you do to make sure that you are competitive in this very tough job market? So I think there's a couple of things here. One is that don't underestimate the class skills, right? Mm -hmm. Every, people can go out and they can learn the hard skills of tech. They can learn to code. You can learn all about a product. But can you then go translate that to end users and sure. set it up for training and talk about the business proposition behind it? And so oftentimes, even when I'm looking at resumes for uh, you know something that we're hiring, I will actually look for people that have had customer service experience. Right? Can you? Are you interested in technology? Do you have the passion? And can you talk to people? Like those are some of the huge things. And then the other one, of course, is certifications. It's great if you can go and get, you know, a college degree in these things. But if you can't, just keep learning. Get get certified in things that are interesting to you. And so we kind of hot topic things like you know security with the one right now. Uh, and that'll just really help you get your foot in the door and then kind of set the baseline for can you have your conversations on the topic. That's really um, a very, very good uh, thought with the soft skills, because um, I think, you know, there are a lot of people that have the technology skills, but sometimes don't have the communication skills or the leadership skills to be able to talk to C-level folks. So having those soft skills is really, really critical. We in our business um, actually train also IT uh, folks, IT pros, to um, develop some of those skills because if they don't have it, they can learn it. And so that has been very successful because today in business, um, you know, Business is running technology, not technology running the business. So you have to understand business value. You have to be able to communicate with C-level folks in order to uh, keep that IT technology job. So I think that was a very, very good point and good thought. So you mentioned a little bit about certification when you're hiring, you're looking for certification. Can you tell me your thoughts on that and have you found it valuable in this industry? So I've, I've seen it valuable both directions. I myself uh, am constantly working on a different certification for something that's interesting to me and something that's impacting the business right now. I think it's how personally I continue to add value to my role, right? I, mm -hmm. I like, you know, I can get certified in Azure because we are a strong Azure platform. But then, you know, security is obviously a hot topic. I mentioned that before. And so, like, now that's something my whole team is working on. It's actually we're all getting security, CompTIA security certified together. And really, it's just going to help you grow and help keep you relevant on things. And I'm just a big proponent and, like, never stop learning. 
Like always keep learning and always say yes to opportunities when they're presented to you. So a lot of times with certifications, you can add value to your professional self, you know, your personal self, but also to the business. And a lot of times it's something that if you're working in a business that they're willing to even pay for. So why, you know, why turn that down? Yeah, certification, I think, gives you that stamp of approval that you have the skills. So whether you're using it in your current job or, you know, if you're in the job market to to look for a new job or, you know, in transition, the certification really gives you that that stamp of approval. And we find that people who have certifications, they kind of move up on the resume pile because um, they stand out. So uh, that's great. And I love that you're doing study groups in at work for, to get certifications, because one of the things we find is that it's very difficult because life happens uh, for people. They have the skills, they have the knowledge, but they don't go take the test. So tell me a little bit about your study group. How often do you meet? How um, how do you um, how do you learn together? So yeah, so we all have the same study guides, obviously, and then we actually use like the Scrum methodology. So mm -hmm. as part of our sprint stories, uh, each time we kind of set aside here, here's our goal, here's what everybody needs to read through. Um, so it'll be a couple, a couple chapters, some modules, and a book. And then one person on the team is assigned to create a quiz that we then review at sprint close. So when we close out our our you know our project for our two weeks. Someone has also prepared a quiz and gives everybody a quiz uh, from what we had just read. So okay. it really reinforces, like, have you read it? Did you understand it? And then when one of us is kind of struggling, we always speak up. Like, nobody's, you know, struggles in silence. So it's like, hey, I had a hard time with this thought. Like, what do you guys think on this? Um, so it really is that open discussion to kind of help each other reinforce what we read. Because sometimes it can be, you know, a little dry <laughs> reading. So it's really right. nice to, to have that personal touch and be able to just, once you say something out loud about a topic, I think it helps resonate with you. That's great. Um, I love that, you know, nobody struggles alone because, you know, you might pick it up really quickly, but somebody, this chapter is more difficult for the other person. So you're helping each other and you're all getting to a common goal. Um, I love that concept. I think more companies and individuals within companies should do that. Um, Technology is moving so fast. You know, if I look at 10 years ago, I would never have imagined the things that are happening today 10 years ago. So, you know, how do you keep up? I mean, do you do a lot of reading? Do you t tell me some some of the ways that you use that has worked for you to keep up and stay relevant uh, with technology moving so fast? Yeah, so I, I read a lot, um, but obviously like I, you know, everyone's busy in their careers, busy with our families and stuff. So like I wish I had more time, but I read enough, I feel like, to understand a concept to then know when a business case comes up, right? I can say, hey, have we thought about XYZ? And then go acquire and learn the additional information I need to make it happen. So it's almost just kind of like those hot topics. I want to understand what it is and what kind of value it brings. And then I kind of just like file it away in my mind and wait for an opportunity to use it. That's because great. I, it, it's hard to, you can't learn everything about everything, especially as fast as things are changing. 
Yeah, and you can't implement everything either. So, you know, keeping it in the back of your mind, knowing that it's there, and then thinking about that in your role for your organization. How do you add value? Does that uh, new technology help you get to the next level or be more competitive? I think is a great way to stay relevant, but also implement where needed. Not everybody can implement every technology, and there's just so much. Um, this is a tough question because, you know, like I said, 10 years ago, I could not imagine where we are today. Where do you see things moving, let's say, in the next five years or 10 years? What, what do you see? What's your vision as to where technology is going to take us? I think that, I mean, obviously, artificial intelligence and any kind of automation is going to be huge. Uh, I think even with our current technology, uh, for people to be passing a lot of data back and forth in email kind of, kind of hurts my heart a little bit when there's all these other great tools out there. And so I just think see like continued, you know, values and aspects to that to really let technology do the, the grunt work, right? And um, let people kind of shine at what they're hired to do. And a lot mm -hmm. of times that's like building those relationships and not so much entering on the data and results of those. So I, I really see that continuing to grow. And then obviously, I mean, as soon as we're up on something security related, there's something new. There's a new threat. There's a new way, you know, bad actors are getting into or trying to get into the environment. Um, so I just think that that's going to continue to evolve. And I don't really ever see that stopping. Like, I don't think we're ever going to be to a point where we know what all of the risks are out there. Um, so that'll be interesting to see in the landscape. I don't know what that looks like. I just know it's going to be really different. Yeah, that's so, so true. So, you know, when you talk about artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, I'm seeing my my little grand granddaughters that are, you know, four uh, talking to Alexa and asking for the music that they want to dance to or, or listen to, which is so amusing to me because they're so little. They're growing up with this um, artificial intelligence, machine learning. They're not going to think twice about how it was not there even five years ago. So um, it's definitely moving quickly. And like you said, the grunt work positions are, are going to be replaced by um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, those types of things. But then, you know, employees and um, all of us are going to get to shine and work on the things that we can do better than technology and that is the relationships and and people side of, of the business coupled obviously with technology so that's great um, the security piece i think you're spot on and um seeing that that'll never go away because um you know as things are more out there using technology there's going to be more uh, security threats, there's going to be more ways for the bad guys to get in. And so there always needs to be new uh, technology to protect um, protect us. So that's, that's great. So um, just in closing, I have one more question. If you could give me one piece of career advice that we could give to our listeners, what would that be? Yes. Yeah. I think the one piece of career advice I could give would be never stop learning and just nod yes a lot. So I always joke that I just, I've gotten to where I am in my career because I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to self-teach myself things and kind of try and fail. 
and then just say yes when somebody asks if I want a chance to learn something or to participate in a project. I've just said yes to a lot of opportunities, and that's really allowed me to grow as a person. I love that. That is perfect advice. Say yes and continually learn. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. Stay tuned for another exciting interview just around the corner. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it, in person, virtual, on-demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today. Welcome back to Tech in the Right Direction. This week in our Next Gen Tech segment, I will be talking with Ricardo Corrales. Ricardo is an incoming ASU freshman and will be majoring in construction management in the fall. He is very knowledgeable in Apple products, as well as iOS, macOS, and watchOS. Ricardo also knows a lot about film and TV production and operating cameras. He's bilingual and fluent in Spanish. Welcome to the show, Ricardo. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure, welcome. Let's get started. So can you share with us a little bit about your journey in technology? What have you done? Kind of tell me when you got started and take me through that journey. So honestly, like, I've always been into technology. Uh, it's going to sound kind of corny, but I started, like, when I first got my Game Boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was, like, yeah, video games, I played a lot. But, like, I actually, like, got into, like, the workings of technology, barely last year okay. when uh, I realized my phone was like four years old. I had iPhone 6 and I, I, it was really slow and then I just learned about like all the processing that goes in behind it, uh, how like technology moves so fast. Like four years, four years ago that phone was really fast but now <laughs> it, it's pretty slow. <laughs> yeah, technology changes so, so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I discovered, like, all the components to it, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So is that last year is when you knew you had a love for technology, or did it start well, earlier? I guess last year it kind of, yeah, blew up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my love for technology, yeah, basically started when I was really young. Uh, we had, like, I forget what the Mac model was. It was, like, one of the clear ones. When I was like six years old, mm -hmm. uh, I just yeah, basically I discovered I can't remember the program. It was like HitPix, I guess okay. was on it. Uh huh. <laughs> Hidden, and yeah, that's great. So that's that's when you kind of realized you really loved technology, huh? Yeah. That's great. So um, 
Tell me a little bit about what you do with technology today. What do you um, use it for? What do you, you know, what do you love doing on on technology? Well, I love how it makes my life easier. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can do so much with it. <laughs> There's like smart products now, uh, fitness trackers. Uh, if you can connect with like anyone around the world, if you want, it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. So when you say um, to make your life easier, what are some of the things you use it to make your life easier? Uh, reminders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, basically just <laughs> wireless things. And it's... Just a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of things. Not... yeah, I just I can't pinpoint them right now. No, that's fine. Um, so... Watch OS, you say you know a lot about Watch OS, so tell me a little bit more about that. Well, just like the Apple Watch, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I just know how to like move around it, basically. There's not too much to it. I thought it'd be more like the iPhone, but it's like a light version. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. I finally uh, put my watch in water. Uh, I think oh, nice. last week, and I was so nervous to do it. You know, we went yeah. to the pool. We went to the pool, and I said, "I gotta try this because I know it's waterproof." And then yeah. um, it worked. I mean, it was fine. And then I, you know, the teardrop comes up, and then you drain it, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, do you use I your could... watch in the shower, and do you use it in the pool as well? <laughs> I wouldn't use it in the shower, but in the pool, I've done it. Yeah. Also, I just uh, met a guy yesterday. He said he uses it in the shower every day and in the pool and wow. no problems at all. Yeah. Huh. And he had a friend that actually um, took an iPhone and jumped into the pool with it to see if it would withstand the water, and it was fine. So things wow. have come a long way because I remember my kids, um, you know, every two days they had uh, something happen to their phone where it touched water, either it fell in the toilet or something. <laughs> and uh, we had to put it in like boxes of rice so that it would dry out. But now I guess we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's a really nice thing to have. Yeah, yeah. So if you were in a leadership position, um, tell me a little bit about what challenges you would want to solve using technology. Like, where would you want to make a difference? Uh, well, definitely privacy. Because mm-hmm. recently that's been a big issue with uh, Facebook and Google, I guess. Mm-hmm. With like, people finally read the terms and conditions and they realized how much they track you. And I don't know, it's like kind of alarming. Yeah, that is kind of scary, you know, to know yeah. that somebody's watching your every move. Exactly. So privacy would be a big area. Yeah. And security is a big area right now. We're uh-huh. talking to so many people, to, um, and privacy and security are becoming, uh, you know, one of the biggest trends uh, for the future because everything is connected. Um, yeah anymore you know your doorbell your lamps your refrigerator everything you can imagine is connected with technology yeah Yeah. so what what obstacles do you face in technology today and then how what do you do to overcome them this one when i was reading it kind of 
I wasn't too sure about what to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean by obstacles? Like, do you have some challenges that, um, that come up when you're trying to use technology and what are those challenges and then how do you overcome them? I mean, I don't usually run into problems. Uh, Apple makes great software. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. basically what I use. They make it very easy to understand. Um, I'm running a beta on my phone right now. It's really stable. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really run into problems with it. Okay, that's great. Do you see oh, yeah. uh, other kids running into technology technology issues? Do you try to help them? When yeah. they have like sometimes, I can't remember. Sometimes like little things like a setting change can help them like with their problem. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess the biggest one is screen burning, but that's really not something you can fix easily. Mm -hmm. but yeah. But yeah, I guess. Sorry about my dog. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, the biggest obstacle—I mean, challenge, obstacle—I would say is screen burning, mm -hmm. especially with the new iPhones. They have this new panel called o OLED, and if you use like high brightness all the time, there's a chance that you can get like image retention. So. So then would you have to replace your screen or? Yeah. Um, and my, Samsung, I think, is developing a new type of pixel that can help overcome that. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so are you known as the technology guru with your friends and, and uh, classmates or? Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> technology and, and film guy and film guy. Tell me a little bit about the film um, piece that you're interested in and what are you doing with that? Uh, so I took a film and TV class like since freshman year of high school. So uh, I've, I've done a couple short films. I won the uh, short film contest for my school. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. And I placed fifth place in, my, in the Arizona Skills USA. Mm -hmm. competition so that was fun that's neat um so do you ever find anybody underestimating your technology abilities and maybe they think you don't know as much as you know and how do you convince mm. them to know that you I, know hey i know a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah usually my friends just come to me but uh i don't want to like <laughs> be rude, but my dad sometimes thinks he knows a little bit more <laughs> about the camera <laughs> than I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sometimes I show him like a, a picture profile or a different setting that can help him like, especially in low light situations. So yeah, yeah, usually I tend to like look up more into technology, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, have you done any programming or coding in technology? I haven't, no. I don't really know where to start. So Yeah. Would that be something that's interesting for you? It, yeah, it really is. Like, I've seen all, pretty much all the Apple videos that goes into the design. When they designed the touch bar, I just, I, that was really cool to see. Mm -hmm. So Great. Yeah. How about any of the robotic stuff? Have you looked at that? Um, robotics, 
not really. No. <laughs> I had a Robo Sapien like forever ago, but yeah, I've never really done anything in robotics. So you're very much just into the te- technology part of Apple products, it seems like, and then the, <laughs> the film area, right? Like user and, interfaces, yeah, is basically what I'm most into. And user interface, yeah. Uh, t- so for film production, what types of technology do you use for that? Oh, uh, well, it video editing software, camera, sometimes lights if I have that in the budget. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, usually it's really just low budget. We just do whatever we can, natural lighting. Sure. That's about it, yeah. That's neat. So do you make, like, home movies, or do you do movies with your friends? What, who are you filming? Yeah, movies with my friends. Uh, I usually just write up, type up a script. Uh, we look it over. Uh, I've never really storyboarded, but I might start that. And yeah. then we find people to act in them. And then we just go out and film, basically. Neat. Very neat. So tell me how you thought about um, majoring in construction management. Uh, my dad does it, and he basically uh, told me to go for it, since I've always mm-hmm. loved building with Legos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah. And really, any any industry that you go in today needs technology. So technology always touches almost every industry. Um, so where do you see yourself in the next year or so with technology? What what do you what would you like to tackle or learn or get into? Well, probably, yeah. I I like to help design for user interfaces, learn how that works, I guess. Mm-hmm. So actually do the design behind it and maybe yeah, even learn yeah. how, to, how to code it, huh? Basically. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Anything else you want to share from a technology perspective? Um, well, there's, there's a lot of exciting things coming, especially mm-hmm. with Tesla and their self-driving cars. That's going to be the norm pretty soon. Same with electric cars, so yeah, be very neat to see. I just talked uh, to a friend of mine that bought uh, a Tesla, and he mm-hmm. told me that it basically drives itself. Um, yeah, it's got all of the you know lane type sensors in there. It's got the distance sensors. Um, it it pretty much is self driving. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh huh. Have you seen those? Yeah, I have. Um, I want to go test drive one just to see how it is. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, artificial intelligence, that's going to come a long way very soon. Yeah, I agree. AI very, very popular. And, you know, we start out with the Alexas of the world, but, you know, it's just going to keep going. Yeah. Very neat. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ricardo. This was so great talking to you. I uh, am so excited to have you as a guest on my show and um, want to continue to you know, keep in touch so we can kind of follow your technology journey as we go along. So, and good luck uh, at ASU this fall. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. And now, an exclusive offer for our listeners. 
From IT skill enhancements to end-user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of on-demand courses for IT professionals or end-users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction, your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To download this week's show or listen to past shows, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Past shows are also available at ewnpodcastnetwork.com, as well as through iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.